This month, we've been doing the series on Ever Ready, Overcoming Temptation. Okay, so we are just going to continue. And today, I want us to talk about Down the Rabbit Hole, a story of seduction. Yeah? I think we need, some, we need some background music on this, yeah? <laughs> Let's talk about the story of seduction. Good. How many of you have watched Alice in Wonderland? Eh? Alice in Wonderland. Uh, you know, in, in that video, there are some lads. Have you ever seen? You know, there are some lads in that video. So Alice in Wonderland, you've watched? And so Alice gets to go down a rabbit hole, and she goes deeper and deeper in there. Rabbit hole, it just gets more and more interesting. So, that's, that's what I want us to talk about. And I want us to read from the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 11, verse 1 to 27. It's a long read, but um, isn't it always exciting to read the word of God? It is exciting. Okay? So, are you with me? So, I'm reading from ESV. In the spring... Of the year, the time when kings go out to battle, David sent Job and his servants with him and all Israel. And they ravaged the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah. But David remained at Jerusalem. It happened late one afternoon when David arose from his couch and was walking on the roof of the king's house that he saw from the roof a woman bathing. And the woman was very beautiful. And David sent and inquired about the woman and one said, it's, is it not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? So David sent messengers and took her. And she came to him and he lay with her. Now, and by the way, this laying with her is not the way you find people at the park laying, you know. So he lay with her. Bible language is very interesting. In, in, in some other versions, they will write, and David knew her. <laughs> then Eriko is saying, I also know a lot of people. <laughs> now she had been purifying herself from her uncleanness, and then she returned to her house, and the woman conceived, and she sent and told David, I am pregnant. Hmm. So David sent to Joab. That's, that's, that's every man's nightmare. You know those words. <laughs> I am pregnant. <laughs> every night. <laughs> You're not alone. Even David was in that. <laughs> you can imagine. You've, you've come a little more text. No, I'm a blue tick for the next five days. <laughs> he doesn't want to talk about it. So David sent a word to Job. Send me Uriah the Hittite. And Job sent Uriah to David. When Uriah came to him, David asked how Job was going and how the people were doing and how the war was going. So then David said to Uriah, go down and wash your feet. And Uriah went out of the king's house and there followed him a present and there followed him a present from the king. But Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with all the servants of his lord and did not go down to his house. When they told David Uriah did not go down to his house, David said to Uriah, have you not come from a journey? Where did you not go? Why did you not go to, to your house? Uriah said to David, The ark and Israel and Judah dwell in booths, and my lord Joab and the servants of my lord are camping in the open field. Shall I then go out, uh, go to my house, eat and drink and lie with my wife? As you live and as your soul lives, I will not do this 
thing. This guy was quite loyal. And the king did that to him. Who knows another man's wife and then you send them a present? Then David said to Uriah, remain here today also. And tomorrow I'll send you back. So Uriah remained in Jerusalem that day and the next. And David invited him. And he ate in his presence and drank. So that he made him drunk. In the evening he went out to lie on his couch with his servant, with the servants of his Lord. But he did not go down to his house. Can you see what is happening here? David really wants this guy to go to his house and lie with and know his wife. <laughs> so that the guy can deny it is not mine, it's yours, you know. So this plot is not working. He really wants this guy to go and make his pregnant, his wife pregnant so that he can cover up. Have you ever, but then have you ever realized that's what he's even trying to make this guy drunk, but the guy remains. So in the morning, David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it by the hand of Uriah. So a letter has been, your, your heat, it's called what? Those guys who watch movies. Eh, the, the heat is out, you know. The, it's called what? What do you call when, when the mafia puts out, you know, it's called what? A bounty, yes. So you carry your own death bounty. So this letter says, kill this guy, and you're carrying that letter. So in the letter he wrote, set Uriah in the forefront of the hardest fighting, and then draw back from him that he may be struck down and die. So the guy carried that letter. Wow. And as Job was besieging, hey, that what word is that? Besieging the city, besieging, besieging. Let's let's just call it. As as Job was besieging the city, he assigned Uriah the place where he knew there were valiant men, and the men of the city came out and fought with Job, and some of the servants David, among servants of David among the people fell. Uriah the Hittite also died. Then Job sent and told David all the news about the fighting and instructed the messenger. When you have finished telling all the news about the fighting to the king, then if the king's anger rises and if he says to you, why did you go near the city to fight? Did you not know that they would shoot from the wall? Who killed Abimelech, the son of Jerusalem? Did not a woman cast an upper milestone on him from the wall so that he died at Tebez? Why did you go near the wall? Then you, will, you shall say, your servant Uriah the Hittite is dead also. So the messenger went and came and told David all that Joab had sent him to tell. The messenger said to David, the men gained an advantage over us and came out against us in the field, but we drove them back to the entrance of the gate. Then the archers shot at, us, at your servant from the wall some of the king's servants are dead, and your servant Uriah the Hittite is dead too. So David said to the messenger, Thus shall you say to Joab, Do not let this matter displease you, for the sword devours now and now one and now another. Strengthen your attack against the city and overthrow it and encourage him. When the wife of Uriah heard that Uriah, her husband, was dead, she lamented over her husband. And when the morning was over, David sent and brought her to his house. And she became his wife and bore him a son. But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. Lempiris. Oh, Lempiris is not part of the story. She's in the media team. 
And it's right here in the midst of all this divine blessing that things go horribly wrong. David makes a fatal mistake, not fatal for him, but for a man named Uriah, one of David's prized soldiers. So from his rooftop, David sees Uriah's wife, Bathsheba, bathing. David finds her, he sleeps with her, gets her pregnant, and then he tries to cover the whole thing up by having Uriah assassinated and then marrying her. It's just horrible. So when David's confronted by the prophet Nathan about all of this, he immediately owns up to what he's done. He's broken, he repents, he asks God to forgive him, and God does forgive him, but God doesn't erase the consequences of David's decisions. And so as a result of this horrible choice, David's family, his kingdom, it all falls apart. And it makes this section a tragic story, much like Saul's downfall. That cartoon, I love the way Nathan tells David, you're that man. And today I'm here to talk to that man. Because you're that man in that story. You're that woman. And um, today I might step on your fingers, on your toes. But you're talking about temptation. Father Lord, we thank you. And we worship you for an opportunity to hear your word. Father, to be corrected, to be rebuked. Father Lord, to be uplifted. Father, to know that you love us, O oh God. And Father, we pray, come and search our hearts. And if there's anything, any stronghold that might stand... God, in the way of your spirit, working in our hearts, Lord, we pray, Jehovah, Lord, that you remove it. In Jesus' name, amen. So every time I read this story of David, I see the story of most of us here in very many situations. I see the, the story of myself sometimes. And remember, we were talking about down the rabbit hole. So this is a guy, David, as we know, he's a guy who really loved God. This guy who wanted the best, wanted to please God. You know, if David was living in our time, he was our age. You know, he could have been that guy in the worship team. You know, that guy who, who is in a CG, you know, never misses. You know, you know, that's the guy Pastor Katie will count on. That's the guy J David was. You know, that guy who never misses church. And this guy David is minding his own business. I don't think David that day woke up and said, you know, I want to kill someone. Or I want to sleep with someone's wife. You know, just like me and you. Just a guy minding his own. sitting room, decides to get some fresh air, goes up his roof. No lesson, don't get a house with a roof, you know. Just welcome abati kwa nyumba. The guy goes up the roof and you know, he's just checking around and boom, the enemy strikes. And just one glance, just a glance. You know, I can imagine, you know, maybe the roof is open and He's looking and, you know, he's looking and he's looking and he's like, ah, wait a minute. And then he's the spirit of God. You know, David was a spirit-filled man. Spirit of God is telling this guy, you know, look away, look away. You know, the, the spirit really wants to look at, but the body is so weak. And so the head, the head just turns and he lingers there and looks at this woman. And before he knows, this guy comes from the beloved of the Lord he comes from the guy who couldn't kill Saul. You remember that time Saul was pursuing David and David had, as in that's how good the guy was. You know, the, it could have just been okay if David killed Saul. You know, it was self-defense. But this is a guy who didn't kill Saul. And David, in a moment, just in a glance, comes from that guy. David comes from the guy who wrote love songs for God. And the guy just becomes a murderer. Just like this, one glance. The guy is seduced by the devil, but he comes from being the seducee to being the seducer before he knows he's seducing Bathsheba and taking her to bed. Now, I know most of us have not murdered anyone or none of us have murdered anyone. If you have, the government will get you. And I know we are good people, but most of us are being taken down this rabbit hole by the devil. And before we know, we have done in our lives unthinkable things. So why do Christians, why do believers? And lately you have seen so many stories 
of men of God, not lately of a woman of God, but mostly it has been stories of men of God out there, men who have fallen, men who've done things that are unthinkable. Isn't that how the good Sunday school that I and you are have become drunkards, have become fornicators, have become liars, have become thieves, have become haters of God. Today I told you you will need to have a conversation with God after this to continue to love me. Because some of us who've been good children, you know, grew up in church, brought up in very good family, friends, though we might not do deep down within us, behind the curtains, we know the things that we are doing. We know the fornication that we are getting involved in. Isn't this how the worshippers of God have gotten stuck in pornography? Can we start talking about gabbling? Aren't we here in this place today before God and listening to his word? Because we are good, but some of us have found ourselves down this rabbit hole. David is described as a great guy in the Bible. And just like me and you, a very simple act of laxity and ignorance. Because by then, that's what has made us fall into sin. It's just a very simple act of laxity and ignorance. Very simple. You know, most of us who have found themselves in sexual sin, most of us who are now deep in debt because of gambling, it, we, we did not sit down and plot our own fall. We always have had good intentions. We've always have been very good people. But how then have the devil occupied our lives? And before we know, we have come from being God lovers to being people running away from God, having traveled too deep to the rabbit hole. This is how the Bible describes David. And I know I can write a story about each one of us, about how God sees us and how good we are. In the book of Samuel 16, David is described as a young man. David, the shepherd, anointed by Samuel to be the king of Israel. He's a good option replacing a rebellious king. In the book of first, in the same chapter, one of King Saul's servants describes David as son of Jesse the Bethlehemite who is skillful in playing the harp, a mighty man of valor, a man of war, prudent in speech and a handsome person, but the Lord is with him. Isn't that how a lot of people describe us, the people who look at as admirers this is a guy who killed Goliath when a whole army, and you know, the guy who really got, who had holy anger and said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who is coming to insult my God? The guy loved God. And Samuel described David as, as this. The Lord has sought for himself a man after his own heart. And the Lord commanded him to be commander over his people. And you can go on and on and on to write the profile of David. It's so rosy. It's so nice. I remind you again, just like me and you. But this is the same dude who simply sees a woman minding her own business, taking a bath, and before he knows, in a few days, the guy is a murderer. The woman is on the other side, just getting clean. She did not come out to seduce anybody. She's just getting clean. And before this guy knows, he's a, he's a murderer, he's a liar, he's an adulterer. He's just come from one of the best just kings to be one of the worst unjust kings. Who sends his soldiers as a commander-in-chief? You know, for those guys who know the military, you know the captains, you know, who captain the platoons, they love their men. You know, they get broken when their men get killed, but this commander sends his man. As I read this story, I couldn't help see David's rooftop trip in our own times. What are those rooftop trips that we take? So I could see us flipping channels on Netflix, you know, all alone in the house, and you know, you, you're, it's not intentional. You know, you just, do you know there you're looking for movies in Netflix? You can't just decide which movie to watch. You know, you're looking through all the categories. And uh, involunt 
in, in, in voluntary, your eyes just lands on this lazy title, and then you look on the side, you say, maybe I can just read the description, you know. Let me just, watch a two description, then you read the description, you know, before you know, you say, let, let me just watch the trailer, you know. Watch a tunione, and before you know, you know, you're watching that movie that you know very well. As a godly person, as a believer, you should not be watching. And you know what? Net, Netflix is very faithful. The moment you know a movie, they know what kind of movies, you know, you, 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 you like watching. And before you know, you know, your homepage is full of all these kind of movies. And the trip to the rabbit hole just begins. And one after the other, you know, you start getting hooked. And then one day you just decide, ah, ah these things are too soft. You know, you know, these things are too, and Google is your friend. And before you know, you're there in Google looking for the hard, you know, for the hard, for the hard stuff. Kidogo, you know, your phone that was full of the summons playlist that Pastor Katie had recommended. Now they start disappearing one by one. You come from the person who lay in bed listening to summons to the person who is always on Netflix and other channels. Brothers and sisters, that's how we get into the rabbit hole. And before you know, you've gotten into masturbation. Before you know, hmm, you're thinking, ah, you know I'm already in, in, in this thing. You know I'm already too deep, so let me just get the real thing. Before you know, you're on your phone looking for the real thing. Before you know, you've disappeared from church. We can see you. You are a good person just like David. But one ignorant decision took you down the rabbit hole. And you know, by the way, that Netflix thing. You know, am, am, am I not talking reality, by the way? Am I not talking reality? And you know, by the way, just one day, just one title, one description, one trailer that you read before Kidogo, you're pregnant, or you've made someone's daughter pregnant. Hmm. Yes. Or you contracted a bad disease, like some people I had, and you're spreading it around. Good people, by the way. These are good people. Isn't that the same story with alcohol? One day, not resisting an invitation into a party. You know, this group of friends, and by the end, you've been resisting for a long time. You know, they invite you, and you go, ah, these guys, if I follow these guys, I'll fall in trouble. But just one day, you let down your guard. Just one day. Just one day. And you're thinking, ah, you know, maybe I have a reputation. You know, these guys think I'm a, such a bad guy. You know, just to really just, you know, just to, to make my reputation kidogo. You know, they think I'm a boring guy. Let me show them I'm more boring. So you follow these guys. And before you know, the devil has seduced you into alcoholism. Kidogo, kidogo. you're trying weed, drugs, and for you to just sustain that behavior, you're stealing your monies, your parents' money, you're lying to everybody. You're lying to your pastor. You're not coming to church because you, hung a, you have a hangover and you have all these stories. What about that boy and that girl? You remember that hot chick? Answer me. So you do. <laughs> or that hot guy who you've been eyeing. But deep within you, you know, this person is not godly. And the spirit of God is telling you, please don't get involved with this person. And, you know, you just tell yourself, you know, just that, ah. Huh? No, this guy has really been bugging me. Watch a tune they did. You know, he's, he's a fun guy. You know, he makes me laugh. But the ladies love that line. You know, he makes me laugh. And before you know, gone out on a date, guy has really made you laugh. You've laughed and laughed until you've forgotten yourself. Kidogo, you don't want the laughter to stop. Open a new chapter in your life, and you don't want anybody to know that you're seeing this guy. So you, you're really hiding this guy. You start blocking Ishmael, KT, Diana from your WhatsApp status, you know. We know these things happen. <laughs> because you don't want them to know your life. 
you've started. By then, let me tell you, if you ever find, you know, there are people who've threatened, they know themselves, to block me. <laughs> if you find yourself, one of the symptoms that you've started your journey down the rabbit hole is blocking me from your WhatsApp status because you're hiding something and mostly it's you're hiding someone. <laughs> the guilty are talking. <laughs> And you know, this, because these people are not godly, and you know, it's, it's just starts, you know, mildly, you know, come over to my house, kidokidogo late nights, kidokidogo sleepovers. And you know, by the way, late nights and sleepovers, it's all for Bible study, by the way. I don't need to finish this story. So you know how it ends. Eh? And you've been pure, you've been a virgin for so long, but just one small mistake. David just, the guy was just walking on the roof. He could have looked away. Sindio? You know, he could have looked away. The Bible says he was he had been on his couch. No one had moved his couch. The guy could have just gone back to his couch. Let's talk about the betting rabbit hole. Everybody's doing it. Who comments conference? Wanaume then you're feeling like a boy, you know, because you don't bet. You know, anyway, you know, it's not good. You know, I'm a Christian. Hey, but pressure, you know, seduction. You're seduced. You want to fit into this. You know, for you to fit into that seminar room, you know, you know, you bet these ones. You get hooked. You need cash. Before you know, you have borrowed from Tala, you know, branch, every loan app, you know. Before you even finish campus, you're listed in CRB. Umebet help, umebet school fees. And you're getting out there and you're getting and starting life at a very messed up place. Am I talking the truth, by the way? Or do I live in a world of my own? And these rabbit holes, you know, the, the rooftop trips, we can talk. There are so many for so many of us. And some of us, good people, by the way. You know, I'm talking to very good people. Atta, by the Atta, when I look at your faces, you look good. Really look good. But I know that we, in, within us, there are people just like David who have fallen. And you know the problem of sin is David committed the first sin. Do you know what David... By the way, do you know? The first sin that David committed is last. And a very small sin. And, and let me tell you, Jesus is very wise. And that's why Jesus said, it's said, it's written, do not commit adultery. But I tell you, if you look at a woman lastly, you've already committed adultery. Can you see now how it's explained? A very simple sin of lust takes the guy all the way down to murder. How do we fall? The Bible says that one evening David got up from his bed and walked around the rooftop. From, he saw a woman, very beautiful woman. And David said, temptation is not a sin. Can you see that progression? He saw, beautiful, he sent. And you know how that story goes. How does Satan trick us? Number one, Satan always makes sure that you're in the wrong place, looking at the wrong things. That's where it always starts. And do you know, by the way, the best thing for us believers, we have the spirit of God. And I know if I told you to lift up your hand, if you've been in a place and the spirit of God is telling you, Talk a harper. But you know the place is just too good. You know, you just want to hang around, you know, like David. Anyway, who? The woman is not seeing me. I'm at the rooftop. I'm just seeing her. She's so far from me. Where is there any harm? And I believe the Spirit of God is telling David, you know, talker. 
But you know, by then, when I was reading this scripture, I discovered something very, very interesting. Verse 1 says, in the spring of the year, the time when kings go out to battle, David sent Joab and his servant with him and all Israel. And they ravaged the Ammonites and besieged, but David remained in Jerusalem. You know, David was a mighty warrior. David used to go to war. And this day, he decided he's not going to go. What is the guy doing? He was lounging on his couch. An idle mind is a devil's workshop. Well, that could not be theologically correct. I don't want to say that's what actually happened. But I'm, are you seeing the picture that I'm drawing? When we find ourselves in the wrong places, looking at the wrong things, and that wrong places could be a guy's house, just the two of you. And you, and you see Ishmael keeps on saying, you know, don't, don't go. And you think, Ishmael, Ishmael, you're so old. Leona, I saw that picture that was sent. I saw. You know that picture of a very big cow in the midst of small cows and that very old guy in the youth church. You know, you might say I am old, you know, and that's why I tell you don't do the things that I tell you not to do. But let me tell you, I always tell you the truth. I always tell you the truth because ask the people who have fallen. It's just because they were in the wrong place. They were in the wrong place. And the Spirit of God told them, get out of that place. And they disobeyed. And they thought, no harm. Number two is he tries to corrupt our thoughts to manipulate our feelings. You know those conversations you have with yourselves? Ah, it's a nini program, it's a movie too. Anyway, everybody is watching. Kila mtu, nani ajayi ona Game of Thrones anyway? Ah, na hapo nta? Nita forward. Unajua ikifika tu hapo, nitafanya nini? Nita forward. But that's the moment, unajaribu kutafuta remote. You know, the forward, you know, remote party. You know, unasema, ah, si imepita, tuwaja tuipita. You know, eh, kidogo kidogo, ukilala, the following morning when you want to continue, hata ukumbuki mali ulikume anzia. But apparently you rewind to that place, ulikuwa forward, hapo ndi ulikuwa umefika. Because that's the only place you could remember. He manipulates our thoughts to change our feelings. And before we know, our values have started getting eroded. David saw the woman. He really thought about it. He had a feeling. And I can imagine the way David was feeling by the time he's setting for that. He really... My wife is here. So let me not say that. <laughs> you know, he really felt he wanted feelings. He acted according to... <laughs> <laughs> To his feelings. And the feeling came from his thoughts. Imagine the way Alikuwa ameanalyze Bathsheba by the time those feelings came. Wanaume mkona problems. Ukiitembea hivi, ukiona, angalia the other side. Because if you let it linger in your thoughts, it will turn into feelings. It will turn into feelings. The devil will manipulate you. Satan desires to modify our behavior to accomplish our holy, uh, his unholy purpose. In the book of 2 Timothy 2, 26, it says, Escape from the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. Has the devil taken you captive? What are, things that you, what are those things that you think slowly by slowly by slowly changing? What are those principles? By the, and this is always a red flag. You know, when you say, I don't do this, but slowly you feel in your mind you're changing. Ah, you know, I can just do it kidogo too. You know, 
Me, me, you find me in a guy's house, not me. Kidogo kidogo, nakula spaghetti. Kwa hiyo nyumba. When your behavior changes. Are you getting? So every time you see that this was my principle and I've compromised that principle. By the way, at that point of compromise, it might not even be harmful. You might just be doing it. You know, anyway. Situkona worship team na eye. Sindio, tunasimamanga hapo. Every time, tumejazwa na roho mtakatifu. And the roho mtakatifu ni omnipresent. So kama akopa kwa altar, si hata hapo kwa hiyo bedsita hako tu. Tumejazwa tu na roho mtakatifu. But remember, but remember you came, you had a principle. And you know, do you know what principles are? Principles are convictions. It's the spirit of God that convicts you and tells you this is wrong, this is right. Do you remember Adam and Eve? <laughs> yes. She knew. She even told Satan, this is my principle, I am not eating. But Satan seduced her and convinced her. Satan uses your weakest link. Your weakest link. Kama ni pesa unapenda, he will keep on poking into that place. Do you know yourself? And do you close? Ndio kama ni wanaume kuna watu wanapenda. Nimesema nimeokoka. So Satan uses your weakest link. What is your weakest link? You know there are people who really love talking. And those are the people who always fall into the sin of gossip. <laughs> they can just keep quiet. They fall into the sin of gossip. There are people who just know I have charm. You know, when mimi nikiingia tu kwa ladies like this, you know, every they, they just get interested in me. That's what Satan will use. And if you look at today's world, what is Satan using the most? to bring people down, and mostly believers. It's money, it's sex, and it's power. Those are the three things that Satan is using to bring. And unfortunately, we have created all sorts of philosophies around money, sex, and power in a bit to, di to dilute their sinfulness. You know, we create all these philosophies and excuses about sex. You know, you know, the other time, someone was telling me that um, they, they were engaged with this guy and they started sleeping together. And that lady is telling me, So what's, what's wrong? What's wrong with that? We've, even our parents have said, yes, so we are engaged, we are waiting for the wedding. But don't forget, the Bible is very clear about the sequence of marriage. It's leave, cleave, and become one. That's the sequence. You leave your parents intentional. I want, you know, you make that decision, I want to get married. You cleave, you stand before God and you take a vow. And we are child, children of light. That's why we do weddings in light. That's why we don't that's why we do weddings in, in the light because we are children of light. And that's how the early church taught us to do. And then it's until you go through that process and you dedicate your marriage to God that you go and become one. Let's not create philosophies around these things. Let's not create philosophies around betting. It makes you lazy. It makes you get into debt. 
Let's not create excuses to dilute his sinfulness. Bona asifiwe. And one of the biggest sin that is putting believers down and leaving them with long-term dent is sexual sin. We need to watch out for this. If there's something that people are going down into rap, deep rabbit holes, and sometimes it just starts as a very, you know, I, I saw someone saying, they're called those dangerous texts. You know, you, you send like a dangerous WhatsApp, you, you, you're there nervous, wondering when the other person, when the other person sends a dangerous reply, ah, you saw, ah, dikondani. Before you know, you've been chatting the whole night, and you know how it ends. Paul tells the church in Corinth, flee sexual immorality, all other sins man commits are outside his body. But he who sins sexually sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You are bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. People of God. And do you know what? Satan knows one thing. He knows no purity, no power. When Satan knows that he messes up with the temple in you, the temple of the Holy Spirit, he knows that you lose power as a Christian. That's the thing that knows. Watch out for that rabbit hole. How can we live victorious lives? One of the most def effective defenses is living within what we know is truth rather than what we feel at the heat of the moment. What, what are your principles? What do you know is truth? You know, I love the, 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 the prayer of Jesus in the book of John 17 when he prays for us. You know, Jesus prayed for us before he died. It's a very beautiful prayer in the book of John 17. And in 17, 17, he says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. And that word sanctification, it means our growth in Christ. Sanctification is the process in which we grow deeper and deeper and get rooted deeper and we become deeper and deeper, more like Christ. And so we need to offer ourselves to be sanctified by God by reading his word. What informs our worldview on things? I think every time I stand here, I always have to quote from the book of Psalm 1. The blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor sits in the sin of scoffers, nor stands in the way of sinners, but his delight is on the law of the Lord. And upon the law of the Lord, he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by the rivers. Everything he does, he prospers, and its leaves will never wither. That's the way, if you want to live a victorious life, you must stand with what is true, and not what is true according to you, or according to your culture, or according to your age group, or according to what is trending. It is what is true according to the word of God. You must interrogate every decision that you make against the word of God. Number two is flee from sexual immorality. Man, God gave you two feet to walk to and also to run away from. Use them. Use them. And if you're having a problem coordinating your mind and your brain, see a neurosurgeon. You know, sometimes, you know, the mind is telling you run, but the, the, the feet won't budge. Have you ever found yourself in that situation? Go see a neurosurgeon. Tell him, I am having a problem of coordination. You know, I'm having a problem of coordination. I can see it's bad. I need to run, but my feet would just move. See a doctor. Flee. Just be flee. You can imagine. Isn't it so beautiful to read the story of Joseph? 
How do you feel when you read that story? It's a story of victory. Man, can you write for yourself a story of victory? Can you train your mind so that as you walk, you're writing a story of victory? So that, you know, you can come and say, wow, let me tell you, I ran. Aliniambia, nikakimbia. Aliniambia, alinitumia text. The following day, I broke up with her. Hmm. Man, you have the power to do that. You have the power. I have seen people in this church, men, not ladies, men, end relationships because they said this relationship is ungodly and I've heard it. That's a story of victory there. It's a story of Joseph who ran his two feet. Four practical ways as I finish that you can flee from temptation. Keep yourself constantly in prayer, purity of mind. In the book of Philippians, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. This is what Paul says. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellent, if there is any worth of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and seen in me. Program your mind. You know, just put that program in your mind so that it can be able, you know, like a computer. It can be able to reject things that do not raise to this standard. What are the things that you spend? And do you know what? What this means? I know most of us have desires to think whatever that is praiseworthy. But what kind of music are we listening to? Because those are the things that will fill our minds at the end of the day. So you really want, what kind of movies are we watching? I'm, I'm just coming back to that. Because let me tell you, if I had a sit down with each and every one of you, one of your biggest weaknesses is that Netflix and Showmax and Viusasa and whatever else. And YouTube and all those other sites that you are watching. Because whatever that you constantly expose yourself to, that's what forms your thoughts. Memorize scriptures that help you combat your specific weaknesses. At the root of every temptation, there's a desire that God can feel. But we must trust in God's timing. When you find yourself in that moment of weakness, pull out the scripture. I think the Lord Jesus Christ, and I think we saw this last time when he was tempted. What did he do? He pulled out scripture. And that's how. It was a moment of weakness. The word of God says he was hungry. He was hungry. And at that moment of weakness, when the devil tried to seduce him, what did he do? He pulled out scripture. You know, some of us, for us to pull out scripture, we'll need first to go home and look for our Bible under the bed. So as we can pull out scripture, we need to read the word of God and just memorize scripture. We need to store it. Let this word be in your heart. Do you have a bank of scripture? A bank of truth? Find another believer who you can openly share your weaknesses and struggles. Call up this person when temptation knocks at your door. And let me tell you, I've seen people in this church who've come to me and I know a lot of people who've gone to KT and a lot of people. So we, we have a small group of, of boys and many and these boys, we sit down. And do you know what we do? When we introduce ourselves, we go around and we ask each other, since the last time we met, have you had sex? And everybody says, yes or no. Ah, no, 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 no. And let me tell you, I can tell you, that group of boys, I can speak and I can say a testimony for them. They are standing strong. They are standing strong. And ladies, if you want to know who it is, 
I can give you a list. And then you can have your choice, okay? Some of them are single. Some of them are, keep on telling you, look for a godly man, not a good man. Now, those are godly men. Are they perfect men? No. But they are men who are intentionally living to make sure that there is someone keeping them accountable. And they've opened that door for someone to poke into their business. Finally, set your boundaries and know where you can go, with whom, and at what time. There are places I won't go. Not because if I go there, I'll do anything. But I've just said, I don't want to go there. You know, I don't, there are rooftops. You know, you need to do a list of your rooftops. You know, this is my rooftop. I do not want to go there. Because I might just go there and I might be convinced to look more than I should have looked. And when I look, I'll have a thought, a feeling, an action, then I'll murder someone. I don't want to become a murderer. So, brothers and sisters, we must allow God to take lordship of our lives without leaving any parts that we do not wish to submit to this divine authority. We must just learn to give ourselves as a living sacrifice. And let me tell you, if you want to be victorious, there are no two ways. You can't have a divided heart. You must decide, am I for the Lord or am I not for the Lord? That middle ground there is a dangerous place. Because you know what the Lord says? I will spit you out. That's what the Lord says. He does not like people who are lukewarm. And it's very interesting. The book of Isaiah says, let the sinners continue to sin. And then the righteous continue to be righteous. Make a decision where you want to be. Don't be here, here. Don't live double lives. Because it really does not please God. Let's close our eyes. Father Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for calling us, God, into your house. Father God, for calling us into your love. For calling us into your redemption. Father, above all, for calling us into your forgiveness, O oh God. For calling us into your wisdom. God, your wisdom is higher than ours. Father, Lord, we want to pray. Father God, that you're going to help us to walk in your wisdom, O oh God. Because you created this world. You created everything good in this world. Lord, it's only you who can give us wisdom on how to walk on everything that is good and to achieve everything that is good in this world. I want to give an opportunity to someone here who's not given their lives to Christ. You're telling Ishmael, you know, I am done with the rooftops. I'm done with the rabbit holes. And for me, I just want to turn a new leaf in my life. Just lift your hand and I'll see that hand. You can just lift it and put it down and I'm going to pray with you. Just lift the hand if you want to give your life to Christ this morning. And you know, God has the power to pull you out of that rabbit hole, out of those habits, out of those addictions. He has the power. Are you there? Just lift your hand and I'll see it. Are you there and you're saying, Ishmael, I have been a believer, but right now I'm in a rabbit hole and I need to get out. Christ is able. Just lift your hand up, put it down, I'll see it and we can pray together. Thank you for that hand. 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 You can just put it down. I've seen it. You're in a rabbit hole. You're living in sin. The things in your life that no, do not believe and that do not, uh, do not make God happy. Just pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for your forgiveness. I come before you and I confess that I've sinned. And just like David cried to you, I cry to you this morning. I pray, forgive me. Cleanse me. Create in me a clean heart. 
and renew your steadfast spirit in me. Thank you because you're my father. Fill my life with the Holy Spirit so that he can guide me and lead me out and make me strong to stand against temptation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So God loves you. Have a great week.